millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. When the red, red robin comes bob, bob, bobbing along, along, there'll be no more sobbing when he starts robbing his home. Leveller means the Addicts have to do it all again at Edgeley Park if we're to make it into the third round of the FA Cup. Welcome to Charlton Live. Hello and welcome to Charlton Live. I hope you guys are well. My name is uh, Louis Mendez. We'll be looking back at yesterday's late, late heartbreak uh, in the FA Cup. A late, late leveller uh, for Stockport County means we're in the hat for the third round, but we have to go through a replay if we are actually to make it into the third round of the FA Cup. So joining me uh, to look back at yesterday's game. First up, uh, Mr. Nathan Muller. How you doing, Nath? Not bad. Another point on the board. Oh, no. Uh, we're in the hat. So, yeah, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh dear! I've, one positive got to say from yesterday: you tried the new beer. Sounds like it's still affecting yeah, it's you. Yeah, it's alright. <laughs> yeah, no, all right. <laughs> no, you know, yeah, no. Like the Grid- Greenwich Mean Time is a good beer, and um, it makes sense commercially to obviously look after our own in terms of local businesses. So, um, yeah. yeah, great, great work there. And um, yeah, no, it was nice beer. It's better. Um, it makes nice sense like a fizzy and- beer. Yeah, it makes sense to try and get the um, the fan base as drunk as possible, so we can can't really remember the games. Yes, I mean, I would, to be fair, I did go down um, 
I, I had a couple of the IPAs and then uh, randomly decided to knock that on the head and tr- do a do a John and who wears a shorts and have a Bovril instead. So um, I tried a <laughs> plethora of uh, drinking options yesterday. Yeah, Not wow. together. I didn't mix them together because that would be yeah. wrong. But um, yeah, I wish I did have a few more beers. So I did uh, try and forget that game. Yeah, an IPA and Bovril cocktail does sound very tempting now. And also joining us, uh, a man who I'm sure has had many IPA and Bovril cocktails in his time, Mark Newby. How you doing, Mark? I'm good. The actual name for the IPA and Bovril cocktail is with Sam Lavelle. You're thinking, it's going to be good, but actually it really, really isn't. Yeah, well, to be fair, if anyone thought that was going to be good in the first place. <laughs> Question mark, so you're supposed to be a chef, Mark, right? So uh, on the, this week's show, then as I said, we'll look back at the game of Stockport. We've got the highlights coming up in a few moments' time. We will, of course, hear from the manager, uh, Ben Garner. We've got his full uh, press conference. And also, I spoke to Albie Morgan uh, live on BBC Radio London yesterday, so we'll have a listen back to that uh, as well. We've got your tweets and your emails. I've got some fans bar as well. I did extremely briefly pop into the fans bar, so I didn't get a chance to try that that new beer for myself because I, I got in there just as everyone was leaving basically uh, but I did get a couple of interviews uh, so we'll hear those later on as well so um before we hear the highlights Nath well as you say we're still in the hat you know irrelevant the fact that we were you know poor at, at the start and then recovered really well and then they put on pressure and pressure and came back into it and I don't know there was an air of inevitability about it when they equalised wasn't there yeah it was a bit of a Bit of a mare, really. Um, I mean, yeah, like, listen, we're still in the hat, so this trying to take a positive, but a scraping a barrel bit, I think, if I'm, if I'm doing that. But, um, yeah, first goal was pretty shoddy, put it lightly. And um, yeah, the thing is, I mean, he had to start chucks, didn't he? He had to. Um, and I thought, if we're not at least a couple of goals ahead by that, the, by the time that he comes off, I'm always a bit nervous. And I think the proof was in the pudding when he'd done that, and we ended up with about... I don't know, about six wingers it felt uh, across the front line and um, we just didn't manage the game well enough for me I didn't, didn't think we were street wise enough and um, to be fair I, I don't think Stockport offered that much but I, I think it would have been a bit harsh if we did win I think they, they had a couple of chances and you know you don't defend set pieces basically what a third of all goals or 30% of all goals are scored from set pieces and we didn't defend them well enough it's simple really Um about what Ben said, which we'll probably will come on to about the about the decision of the corner, but you've got to defend it. You know, you can't keep blaming officials. It's like we've got to look after ourselves, and we're not doing it at the moment. Yeah, it's certainly uh, a frustrating end to a game in which, uh, well, you know, playing a team from well exactly twenty four places below us in the pyramid, exactly a league below us, Mark. Um, they gave it a good go, Stockport. You got to take your hat off to the Hatters, but yeah, were were we clinical enough when we had our chances no uh, did we defend well enough no it's almost like pretty much every other game we've had this season well I'd say we did actually have our chances I think when Corey came on he had he was in on the goalkeeper and should have squared he, he came flicked off a post and DJ when as soon as he came on you know he turned and hit it from a corner I think would have been his first touch and that flew over the bar so we did have it I mean I think Take your hats off to Stockport. They they stuck to their job the entire game. They stuck to the system. They pushed us up as far as they could get us. We sat so deep, it was ridiculous. They kept their left winger glued to that touchline as an out. So all the time, Sean Clare's got to keep one eye on him. So I think Stockport deserved it. I, I don't think we played well enough um, to say that we should be there by right. And... Uh, I think, you know, it, 
is on us now. I think there were issues, especially with Chucks. He obviously was struggling after about 25 minutes running. And he wasn't getting any decisions. He'd lost the plot a bit. And he, he wasn't, he can't run at four pelts because he, he, he's got to protect himself. So he comes on for half hour. Great. 60 minutes. He was struggling. He was blowing and he wasn't as mobile. And I, you know, you just hope that hopefully they've got him warmed down properly and pack him in ice until we need him on Friday night. Certainly right. Well, uh, the message uh, from uh, Jeff Alp who said uh, that Louis, you asked for that. Now your wish uh, to visit Edgeley Park will be granted. Yeah, that is the case. I did say I've never been there, and now we've got a replay, so I will be going up there. But let's have a listen then uh, to the highlights uh, from yesterday's game, uh, Charlton TV coverage. The commentators, as always, uh, were Greg Stubbley and Terry Smith. Swung in low along the floor to Kemp's, goes back out to the corner taker, is come in and gone straight in. Nobody touched that, I don't think, and Kempsis Cross has found its way into the right-hand corner. And Stockport take the lead. Well, the Charlton switched off with the corner. The corner was short to Kemps initially, went back out to the corner taker. He swung in an outstanding ball towards the far post. I'm with you, Tell. I don't think it took a touch at the far post. I think it was... Well, Hussey was there, yeah. Hussey was there, but I'm not sure he touched it. I've, I've, I've put that down to Kemps, that one. Kirk into a Fraser. Coming at the edges, Albie Morgan at the edge of the penalty, takes a shot, oh, just inches wide. Avoided the outstretched right arm of Hinchliffe and just evaded the right-hand post as well. Yeah, caught that really well, Good chest control by Kirk. Up against Southam Hales. Sessignol makes the run ahead of him. Sessignol looks to take on his man and he's into the edge of the penalty area. Still possession, Sessignol tries to go backwards. Blocked away, it's gone in. Has that gone in? It's gone in. That's a goal. It's the most, it's the strangest goal I think I've ever seen. <laughs> Couldn't quite understand quite what was happening. I think a lot of um, people were looking at a possible challenge in the penalty area. Session kept possession of it. I have no idea who that came off last, but it snuck past Hinchcliffe on the near post and ended up in the back of the net. That was one of the most bizarre goals you'll ever see for the same reason. I was convinced it went in, but the lack of reaction in the crowd because it was blocked, Session with fantastic burst down the left-hand side and poked it in, and I, I think it comes off the defender last, I think it's an own goal. It's difficult to tell whether Nike got anything on it, but the ball just trickled over the line, but it looked like it may have gone out beforehand, it was all a bit confusing, no-one really celebrated, but Charlton have an equaliser. Even Ben Garner had to sort of turn to the crowd and say, yeah, it's a goal. Well, it's absolutely bizarre. To Sessignon. Ball forward to Fraser's made a good run. It's a lovely ball as well. Fraser's onside, controls right, gets back and just denies initial cross. Fraser now has been forced out by the Stockport centre half, who's done well. Charlton keep possession, but this time much further back. It's all the way to the halfway line, which is a little bit of frustration. But Charlton in possession with Innes. Now Dobson, Lavelle to Sessignon, forward to Fraser. Now Dobson on the halfway line turns. Looks for the long ball forward to Morgan. It's a lovely run. Morgan controls. It's a lovely control. Oh, and manages to squeeze it beyond Hinchcliffe. And Charlton have a 2-1 lead. A lovely ball forward from Dobson. Morgan made a great run from midfield. A perfect bit of control. 
looked to dink it over the Stockport goalkeeper who got a hand to it but not enough to keep it out and Charlton have the lead oh, that was outstanding and I'd, uh, I just picked up LB Morgan because I said his movement was creating a lot more opportunities for Charlton we were a lot more mobile we're at, he's, he's coming short he's, he's drifting into areas that, uh, that he isn't being tracked in and just a moment earlier Fraser had made that run and hadn't, hadn't capitalised on it and there was that frustration because it looked a really good opportunity and as the ball went back you saw Albie Morgan arc his run through the middle found superbly but it still needed to be finished and it was a lovely control and touch past the keeper and uh, that's outstanding Albie Morgan Collar gets behind Lavelle and cuts inside a penalty Collar with the ball with a shot in the end which is saved by Maynard Brewer it looked like he was crossing but I think he was going for goal on Maynard Brewer had to be alert, palms it away and Charlton will have to finds Collar and there's the half-time whistle to conclude an interesting first 45 minutes here at the Valley. Trying to bring the ball forward. Claire's done brilliantly. Inside to Raksaki. Raksaki looking to turn in the penalty area. Raksaki, but it's straight at the goalkeeper. Now it's good football from Charlton. Woodson on the right-hand side. Ball inside looking for Crankshaw at the far post. Right over the shot and it's an important block from Claire. Again, Stockport getting a better chance the ball over the top. That's Crowsdale. Hippolyte runs in the penalty area, trying to take it past two chart players. Rydell turns and Ooh. shoots and narrowly wide. Very narrowly wide. Again, Charlton just panicking the box. They don't make any firm clearance. Don't get, get their foot on the ball. Charlton have it back. Lovely touch inside by Blackett Taylor and uh, he's gone for the return from Morgan Blackett Taylor and he's into the corner of the penalty area. Corey Blackett Taylor to finish. Oh, scrapes the left hand post. Ball into the box towards Hippolyte. Maynard Brewer comes out and makes the save out to McDonald. ball back into the box again Nashi Maynard Brewer with a strong hand and he gets it out to Morgan and Charlton get the ball out to Raksak I see me putting him under pressure and almost uh, coming away with the ball and the clearance goes straight to Dobson and that's a good header out by Dobson into Morgan Morgan sends it deep across looking for the goal oh tipped over the bar and it's away for a corner now I don't know whether Albie Morgan meant that or he was trying to find Blackett Taylor on the left corner of the penalty area but it was sailing towards the goal and it needed the tip over from Hinchcliffe to send it over to Byron we've got seven minutes of added time here <laughs> that was an out he was going for that tell without a shadow of a doubt comes in it's Hippolyte with a flick oh no it's in they have equalised in the dying minutes two all here Hippolyte with the header It could be an extra game. Well, I think Stockport deserve it in all truth. I think they've been good. That Charles defensive liability shown. I think they've got themselves to blame, Charles. Last five minutes of this game, they've been looking to rush the ball. They've not slowed the game down. I, I don't really understand that, Tell. It's, it's the 90th minute of a cup tie. You just want to win the game. We've been taking quick free kicks. Been looking to switch the play quickly in the, the dying minutes. I think they've got themselves to blame shot on these last five or so minutes. There any drama left in this game? Uh, Sharon will ask the question about the, the corner that was given. Well, the linesman guessed, but I mean, we both thought it was out because yeah, of the way it played out. But the, the line, there's no way the assistant would have seen that because he was miles away. But he did. He guessed, but he probably guessed right. And that is the final whistle. <coughs> there we go. Thanks to all involved with uh, getting the highlights on air. Um, yeah, late, late disappointment. Late defending issues again Nathan uh, <laughs> well what do we make of the performance as a whole then because I mean it started started dreadfully you know Stockport came flying out of the traps and, and had a very early lead 
But actually, I thought we recovered after the first ten minutes or so. We recovered really well to take a, a two goal, a two one lead at half time, um, and then yeah, it, it just I don't know, it just faded. It, it, did did an EK going off make a, a real big difference to us when when Stockport started coming back into it? For me, it did. Yeah, I think you know. I know we've got injuries, but that was our strongest eleven that we could have possibly picked. And it's a team that we should be beating, you know. In all honesty, no disrespect to Stockport because we've given the plaudits that they rightly deserved, but we should be beating teams, you know, like that at home. And um, yeah, we came into it after we conceded a poor first goal, and you know, we Albi scored a good good goal. I thought we had a good game yesterday. Um, but yeah, I just think when Chucks went off, we just lost that focal point for me. I mean, Kirk went up there and we were still hitting it long or trying to go in the channels and it's and it wasn't sticking. Um, <clears throat> whether Kanu could have made that different, but he's a striker and he's a, he's a he's a big physical lad, and I thought it would have been something different. Um, but as soon as he went off, I just I just felt we were going to drop deeper. We were going to be looking for you know Campbell and Corey on on the break. Um, but yeah, we it wasn't sticking, and we were just inviting pressure. And then when that corner went out, you just knew you just knew what was going to happen. And um, but you know, we know that Chucks is still building his minutes up. Um, don't know when he's going to be able to do ninety. But it's those sort of games really. We had nothing on the bench, and we couldn't change it. So that's what I said at the top of the show. I think if, unless we had two clear goals, I was always a bit concerned of how we was going to manage the game. And because you know their set their centre halves was a big. They were big units. Their number six, I think, it was Horsfall. I think come on had a good game when he came on at half time, and we just it just wasn't sticking, and we was, it was just coming straight back. Um, so yeah, I think for me it did change the, the way the game was going. I, you mean know, Chucks didn't have an amazing game by any stretch, but I just thought we were we were inviting pressure on, and again the, the, the second goal was like. I was trying to think yesterday. There's another. There was another game recently. I think where it was a, a near post flick on. And it went in the back stick, but um, yeah, frustrating. Um, but I feel for feel for Ben a little bit because what you know, like the squad he's got, he over, he can't really do much else. And you know, the lads weren't it weren't like through lack of effort at all. Um, it's just we're just scraping a barrel at the moment, mate. And I said yesterday on Twitter, it's just just four a countdown till January, like four you know four weeks, and then. I'm praying that we get some sort of, or Ben gets some sort of help in terms of personnel. But whether that happens or not, we don't know, do we? So, um, yeah, we'll let's just have to see. Yeah, well, I feel I feel we have a good idea, even if we don't already know. But uh, well, a case of waiting and seeing, I guess, what will be the case. We conceded another two goals, Mark. We are shipping goals for fun at the moment. So it's three at Plymouth in midweek. Uh, just one at Port Vale, which was a bit of a result, but we still lost. Uh, only uh, three against Burton. You know, we'll see. Uh, one against Stephen is Colville. We've had four against Ipswich recently. Two against Milton Keynes. You know, we we let in goals for fun. It doesn't matter even if we we change the team up slightly, like we did for Plymouth in midweek. We we give away ridiculous goals. Uh, and yesterday it was just two set pieces that we didn't deal with, so we didn't get out to the. The, the the corner when it was taken short quick enough and then there was no challenge it went over the head of both Innes and Lavelle actually the the first goal um, Maynard Brewer was sort of unsighted I don't know if there was too much he could have done about that I thought at the time maybe he could have come out but looking back at it maybe that would have been a bit harsh uh, and the second one I think it was DJ was just out jumped at the near post like we, we we don't defend well and it's been a problem for a long long time now I mean obviously Ben's expressed his frustration that he, he can't really change things up at the back at the moment because we're very limited in what we have. Uh, is there a question to be asked there about whether there's there's 
I don't know, more that we could drill into the side as well with what we do have anyway? Well, a couple of things. One, don't put one of your shortest people on the front post to defend a header like that. Two, they're being caught cold from their first goal is just shocking. But I think anyone who's obviously Stockport would have done their um, homework. They've looked at us. They see what we're susceptible to, which is shots from outside the area. And we're not switched on. And, I'd, you know, I've watched it go in in front of me and it's hit. And like Maynard Bruder's almost sort of like, what was that going past? Oh, yeah, that's the ball going past. And he couldn't have done anything about it. It was a good finish. It was a very good curling shot. Um, the second one couldn't really see well from our angle up the other end, but we are we are um, dependable to be making the same. They say like madness is for speed repeating your mistakes, and that's what we're doing. We're not doing the same thing. It's and you just don't know why because we've got people there, but they're just not fast enough. I mean, Dobson can't be everywhere. You've got to look at especially at a corner, you've got to be switched on. And the strangest thing I noticed yesterday at the corner, we were doing half zone marking and half man marking, and I just couldn't work that out. If you looked at it, Innes was there, he had Chucks in front of him, he had someone behind him, and there was no one near them. They weren't putting anyone on the keeper, they were all on the edge of the area with the rest of our team defending. And I thought, what are you defending? You don't. Space doesn't score. You know, you def- there's no point in you being there because you've got to be looking at your players, at your runners, getting hold of somebody, getting in front of somebody. Just being stood in a line is just inviting runners in. And they, Stockport aren't a small side. They had some big lads there. And uh, I just thought to myself, I, I, I could see, I, I thought by the time we equalised, and that was, you know, we'll go on to that, but that was one of the funniest things, because obviously no one in the North Stand realised we'd scored. And it was the most belated cheer and celebration I think I've ever seen at a game there. Um we're going to concede if we get no, they get another corner we're going to concede a goal from it you know okay it was in the 97th minute but you could see the threat every time and I, I don't understand defensively you know I'd like someone to explain it to me why we set up like that yeah well it certainly didn't work in our favour yeah I mean Mark mentioned it there obviously we did get back into the game after that early setback and it was absolutely bizarre it felt like hardly anyone in the ground realized the ball had gone in great work from uh, Stephen Sessiong and we're, we're praying that there's uh, nothing too serious with what he came off with um, looking like cramp at the moment but obviously once, once you get down and get things scanned or whatever then, then you might find out differently uh, but he did superbly well to sort of weave his way into the air and he crossed the ball and it's actually come off the back of the defender Lewis uh, 31 I think he was and um, it's dribbled over the line it's just the pace of it um, the ball where we were sat in in the West Upper, we thought we couldn't tell for certain if he'd gone in or, or sort of dribbled wide and then gone behind the the goal in between the advertising board and the net. Um, no one in our in our stand or in or in the covered end seemed to know it had gone in. Um, eventually, we saw saw Ben Garner smiling and trying to urge the fans onto their feet to celebrate, and then eventually the goal goes in. There's a really funny video from in the Stockport County end. Uh, where the, it goes into the back of the net and even the Stockport fans are confused because there's no noise. You can hear one of them going, like, what? Has it been disallowed for something? It was, it was up at, uh, utterly bizarre, Nathan. I don't know if you... Uh, could, how long did it take you to realise it went in, Nathan? Ages. <laughs> I was cracking up. I literally, I was standing there and I was just like, oh, God, corner. And then, like you say, Ben started going mental and I'm like, all right, mate, it's only a corner. And then the West End started cheering and then like everyone looked at each other in the north, in the covered end and it was like, <laughs> it was done out, it was just a bit surreal, but it was absolutely brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. I've never seen that in my life. But um 
probably be, you know, if we had people in the East End, probably might have been a bit better. But, um, yeah, it was a bit of a surreal experience, really. Um, it was just like time stopped against Stockport County at home. What a time. Um, but, uh, yeah, that no, was a bit strange. And I just thought, it was, I just looked at Ben, really, and I thought, well, we must, he, how can he see it then? That's the only thing I was wondering. How has, has he seen it? And we can't. But, well, he knows the game. Hey, he's, he's, worked, he's worked in the game for a long time, <laughs> so he's, he, he knows how to work out when the ball's gone in the goal and that. So it's genius. <laughs> um, uh, the second goal, I thought, was actually really good, uh, Mark. There was frustration, actually, because we played the ball around, got it towards the edge of their area, and then we forced ourselves back, and a lot of the fans got a bit frustrated with that. But actually, it opened up a nice space for Albie to make the dart across, and Dobson's picked him out perfectly. And, and then the finish from Morgan, although the keeper got a hand onto it, was, was very accomplished as well. Yeah, no, it was it was a good finish. Was it Dobson? I thought it was Fraser had played the ball. Oh, I'm wrong. Um, no, it was strange because we did seem to have the ball. It'd be interesting to see how many of our passes, you know, we've put together yesterday were in our own half. It did seem a lot of the time we were just going backwards, backwards, sideways, backwards. And you're hoping, okay, someone's going to make a run forward. Luckily, Albie did. And, yeah, nice finish. And, you know, I thought he had a decent game yesterday, Albie. I think he tried... I don't think anyone, it's going to sound funny, I know it was a 2-2 and I don't think anyone really, apart from one of the defenders, had had a bad game. I mean, we drifted in, I think we were held back by a team which was working hard. Um, yeah, you'd say, well, you know, quality of a League 1 over a League 2, you should be doing it, but hard work and a t- and team effort will always generally counterbalance all this up. So, Albie had a good game. I thought Fraser tried to thread the ball well. I saw him getting a bit stick yesterday online. I thought I didn't think he'd had actually had a bad game. Um, I just thought Kirk, I, I loved Kirk's challenge of a goalkeeper in the first five minutes, put him straight in the air. Um, but again, it just didn't, so he didn't seem to be working as well with, with Chucks. He wasn't right reading him as well. And then he was sort of like going out on the left and not being found. And when he was getting the ball, not really being overlapped until the uh, equaliser came, he'd been a bit sort of like hamstrung. So it's, it was a great finish from Albie, though, you know, took it well. And, you know, 2 1 up a half time, you're thinking, right, they're going to have to come at us. We, they can leave gaps behind. We can exploit it. But, you know, they came at us. We just didn't exploit it. Mm, yeah. Uh, this, the second half, then again, we had, we had chances to kill it off. You know, how many times have we said that? Blackett Taylor came on, off the bench and, and hit the outside of the post. It's good to see DJ back in action. Obviously, he's been out injured since pretty much the start of October, I think it was. So, you know, good, good to get those players back. But it is it is a frustration that now that we're in a position to start Chooks, when we take him off, we don't have anyone remotely like him. That, that can change games if that it will you know like he was our secret weapon off the bench you know to change games but when he starts and we don't have anyone to come on in his place you know there's no Stockley at the moment um that sort of makes things a, a bit difficult for us in the closing stages yeah it does you know and we know what Ch- Chooks can do from the bench and I, you know, I don't think he had a great game yes I don't think he had a poor game it was just a bit I don't know I think uh, the way he's been, you know, the way he's been going and coming off the bench. Obviously, when he plays, we expect something to happen, you know, and it just didn't really fall for him yesterday. But yeah, when we when when you can't change it up and you ain't got a like for like, um, I, like I said earlier, I just think I didn't know where the ball was going to stick. It was the only way we were going to get in. We're going to going to be down the sides from a ball over the top or an overload, um, and we got down a couple of times, as you said, in Corey and. We just couldn't finish our chances, unfortunately. Um, but 
Look, I'm, I'm just surprised Carnu didn't get a, go, get a go. I don't know if there was a reasoning behind it, but as much as Campbell, I think, has done okay, I thought, well, why not shove shove Carnu up there? I mean, he's a poacher, isn't he? You know, he's he's scored got scores goals for fun. You know, it's an FA Cup. Like, have a go. Like, I don't see why he didn't do it, but um, we didn't. And yeah, we ended up playing all the wingers up there, and we just when Chucks went off, I just felt I could only see one one thing coming, and that was us sort of dropping deeper and deeper, which we inevitably did, and didn't manage the game well enough to to see it out. And they get a corner, and anything can happen from a corner with us at the moment. Um, so yeah, just disappointing, mate. It's just it's, it's, it could have been it's avoidable, but I know all goals are avoidable, but I just think we just invited it on ourselves a bit, a little bit. Yeah, and yeah, frustrating end to the game. One potential positive from the replay um, is: well, you'd expect the game to be not not the week upcoming, but the midweek after next weekend. So between the Cheltenham and the Morecambe games, which should mean that Stockley's third game of his ban will be the replay now. So he should be back for Morecambe, whereas beforehand he would have been back for the Bristol Rovers game in terms of a league game. So it's one fewer league games that he's going to miss. Uh, which will help with our charge towards uh, mid-table. Right, let's have a listen to what Ben Garner uh, had to say uh, after yesterday's game. Slightly different um, format uh, yesterday. I interviewed him in the tunnel live on, on Radio London, so it's not my interview that we're listening to here. It's his full press conference instead. So he speaks to the likes of, of Richard Corley and Aki as well uh, in the press conference, and uh, he was asked for his overall thoughts uh, on the cup tie. I, I thought they started well and, and obviously went ahead we're disappointed with the goal um, but then I thought we responded really well second half showed really good mentality um, scored two really good goals particularly the second one but it was really well worked um, and then they started the second half quite well without creating too much you know shots from the edge and we blocked well and got up to the ball um, and then we had chances we had chances to get the third goal and, and kill the game so I don't think we were clinical enough in those situations we should have put the game to bed and I can always come back and haunt you, which it did. Um, I think the build-up to the goal we can deal with better. I think the set-piece, obviously, we can deal with better. Um, but I'm really disappointed that the corner was given because the ball's not out of play. And the linesman's on the opposite side of the pitch. He's not up with the game. He's looking across, almost through Ash. He's guessed, basically. He's guessed. And uh, uh, for me, you can't be doing that. You can't be doing that. And... Um, yeah, it's a, it's a frustration because you know we're, we're there. We're we're a minute away from from being in the in the next round, so it's a disappointing dressing room. But it is what it is, and we're going to have to prepare for another game. I was going to say it's another game on top, and not yeah. a, not a short trip. Either, no. so not what you wanted to sell. No, not at all. I mean that'd be I imagine it'd be next Tuesday, so that'd be Stockport away, Morecambe away that week, and um, yeah, we had a, we had a little bit of a break in the calendar in terms of some week preps going into games. We've obviously got the, the Carabao Cup um, in, in December, so you know, being blunt and honest, we really could have done without having to replay another fixture just in terms of pure numbers and, and where we are with the squad. Um, but it is what it is. We've got to first of all prepare for Cheltenham next week in the league. Um, and, and look to win that game and then move on to, to Stockport on the Tuesday. When you look at the first goal, it's a short corner, isn't it? It comes back to him. When yeah. you look back at that, it's, it's probably more defendable, isn't it, in terms of that? Yeah, very much so. Um, they've worked a corner like that where they actually play that and then set it across for a shot, which I think was what they were going to do, but because we'd sort of come up on that, I think he just decided to, to cross it. But I've not seen it back yet, but it looks soft. Um, and also the second goal for him, so two set pieces have, have ultimately cost us going through today. 
And a good run by Sess in the lead up to the first goal. I mean, I don't know who, I think it was given to the goalkeeper in the end, right. own goal, but it's a good driving run by Sess. And you kind of turn the turn the contest around before half time, which must have yeah. been pleasing. Yeah, I thought, I thought the response after conceding the first was really good. Um, we spoke a lot around mentality and courage this week, and there was lots of that. Um, uh, just a brilliant run from Sess. Good goal, you know, and the way it goes in, obviously, you, you know, is is perhaps a little bit fortunate. But the build-up into that situation was fantastic, and the second goal was brilliant. It was such a well-worked goal, great timing, great pass. Um, and as I say, we had good opportunities second half to to kill the game. Um, and obviously, we're, we're very disappointed that we haven't done so. The one that sticks out is the chance for Corey. He goes through. Do you think? At the time, it seemed like there was options maybe to square it. It's easy to say that after he doesn't convert it, but what were your thoughts on that one? Yeah, it looked like there was people just to roll it across. I haven't seen it back yet, Um, and I think he's six inches away from from it going in, you know, so um, I think it just needed a little bit of shape on the finish. But in that situation, if you have got players square, anyone in that situation, you're better off doing that because it guarantees the goal. Um, But let's say we had good chances, we needed to be more clinical. Um, and then we've got young players coming on into the Lions Den and having to try and see the game out and thought they stood up well. Uh, you know they're going to rain b- balls up from the keeper and, and, and throw-ins in the box and set pieces in the box and I thought we'd seen that through and um, yeah, very disappointed that that isn't the case. Was, this, was that an injury uh, there at the end or not? We're hoping it's just cramp. He just tightened in his hamstring and we're, we're hoping that's cramp. Um, so we'll have to assess that and see but uh, yeah, we... we we're praying and praying that that is cramping, nothing more. And you talked about the striker situation that you'd have to maybe work around the options you had. You kind of mm. did that, didn't you? With Chuck's obviously starting, he gets yeah. in a good hour and a bit before you have to obviously change it around with, with Charlie and Albie up top. Yeah, um, Chuck's has been building his minutes uh, and training well, and um, we've progressed him. Um, and listen, Chuck's is never going to be able to go Saturday, Tuesday, 1990 and get on a run of games like that. But we've got to try and keep him fit and available and use him as best we can. Um, and for him to help the team as best he can in that in that time, um, and when he's not available, certainly for the next two, we have to find other solutions. I thought Charlie did well, and, and I thought DJ was excellent when he came on for the last ten minutes there as well. So, um, yeah, lots of positives in there today, but obviously we're we're all naturally very frustrated from from conceding late on and, and having the extra game. Ben, um, I wouldn't dare suggest that you won't try to win the replay, but mm. you've just pointed out rightly that it comes at a difficult time for you. Would it be fair to say you'd consider more juggling the players and bringing the young ones on because the league is possibly more the priority than winning the cup? Yeah, I think we're, we have to rotate because we're going to play Friday and we're going to play the following Saturday. So um, we're not in a position where the same team can go, go, go. We just, uh, as I say, we haven't got the numbers and with the, the injuries we currently have, um, we will have to make changes between the three games. So it's identifying the, the best changes for each game and, and obviously trying to win each game. But we're going to have to do that um, without taking a risk. So we're not in a position where we can go, right, we're playing Friday, we're playing again Tuesday, in the hope that you know, we win the game. It's going to have to be, right, who, who can do this? Who, who's a risk? Um, and we're going to have to manage that. Do you think even the fans are not prioritising the Cup because it wasn't the best turnouts today either? You know, There's not a lot else, like World Cup's on, there's not a lot else going on to, to stop people coming. It, it, didn't, it felt like a lot of the noise was coming from their end today. Yeah, I don't know. I can't 
talk obviously on the on the fans' state of mind and what they're thinking in terms of cup and league. Um, although I'd say we're financially we're in difficult times and, and there's a train strike again today, so um, situational factors come into it, and I fully understand that. Um, I'm sure the fans want us to, to win every game as I do. And finally, do, do you think there needs to be an element of trust in the players? Because, like you say, when your goalkeeper scoop the ball up and it looked like he'd scooped it up before it came the line, yeah. and the linesman's miles away, yeah. you've got to look at players' reactions, haven't you, and, and trust that maybe... Well, I think you have to be. You have to be 100% sure that ball has gone out of play. He, he wasn't up with play, so he's 10 yards from the touchline, the goal line, to be able to look across and get a good view. He's looking through bodies, particularly Ash, because it's the far side of, of Ash's body. I, I don't know how he can see it. For me, it's impossible to see. Um, and he's guessed. He, he's guessed. And uh, he'd be on his merry way, and, and we suffer the consequences. So, um, yeah, like I say, it, it is what it is. But it's certainly things that need to be looked into, because if, if, he, if he doesn't give the corner... No one bats an eyelid. No one, no one even mentions it after the game. But he's made a decision which has decided the outcome of the game. Um, and they shouldn't be in that position, officials. They, they should um, be making decisions that uh, allow the game to be decided by the players on the pitch. Um, I thought Stockport in the second half did quite a good job of getting down your flanks and getting crosses in. I found a lot of time to do that. Um, do you think that was more tactical or on individual levels should your players have been more alert on the flanks? Yeah, I think they switched the ball um, second half and were trying to get their wing backs high and then they, they changed shape and, and went to a back four. Um, and I thought we got to grips with that. I thought we got to grips with that at the start of the second half, um, a little bit too easy. Uh, I don't think we kept the ball as well at the start of the, the second half as we did in the first. Um, and then I thought through the middle of the second half, um, we got more control and looked, looked a better side. Um, and as I say, had great opportunities to, to score. Their keepers made a fantastic save from Albie Morgan as well. Um, DJ has a chance on the turn. Corey's we've already spoken about. Um, so yeah, we then got control of it, and I think going into the closing stages, you know, they're they're then nothing to lose, and they're pushing forward and flooding bodies. And largely, I thought we dealt with it pretty well, and I thought we were going to see it through. And uh, as I say, not to be. Um, and it is what it is, and we have to move on. And of course, Ashley Maynard Brower has come into the um, side, um, obviously. Wait, only made his debut. How do you think he's done in his first half? He's done really well across the two games. He's a, he's a mature lad for his age. Um, I'd say he's a talented goalkeeper. Really like his attitude and, and how he is. Um, and he's equipped himself really well in the, in the two games that he's played. A couple of really good saves today. Um, and uh, yeah, he can, he can be really pleased with, with the work that he's done across his first two starts. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. 
Allen trying to take his man on. Chip ball back across. Bowers there. Pierce is there. Bowers with a header. And it's Joe. Yes! 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 Oh, he's got Oh, Patrick Barr. The absolute German beauty. Woo! Dream lads. Joe has scored. With seconds remaining. We've done it all. Guess it. Come on. What a time to be here at Wembley! Oh my word! Oh my word! Charlton Live. Welcome back to Charlton Live on your Sunday. Hope you guys are enjoying the show. It's Louis Mendes, Nathan Miller and Mark Newbury looking back at yesterday's uh, 2-2 draw with Stockport in the second round of the FA Cup. We just heard there from uh, Ben Garner. Uh, starting to pick up a little bit of stick. I noticed on the on social media yesterday, Mark. Um, you know, we, we, we know how much he, he's looking forward to January to find out where where Charlton are. I did ask him if he, if he had spoke to uh, Thomas Sangard about the January transfer window as of yet and he said well that they were due to have a call last week um but it got postponed but I said I think he said he, he's expecting Thomas to be in the country this week so maybe some sort of conversation will happen um but th- th- there will be elements of, of fans who I don't know a bit frustrated with the even with what we've got that we're not defending particularly well at the moment you know and that uh, there were spells yesterday where we were doing our passing the ball around and then creating and not taking chances I mean is, is there much he can do about changing those those little elements of our game unfortunately not we're a bit hamstrung to who we have at centre half for the moment we've got two fit centre halves and unless you want to stick you know Sessegnon on the other side or chin in and move um, Sean into centre half you, you're going to be you're going to be limited to what you've got um, I understand people getting frustrated because He's saying the same things, but he's being asked the same questions, and we're in the same position. So he's going to be giving the same answer. It's it has nothing's changed in in sort of like the three, four, five weeks he's been asked these questions. So as to, I think we all know what's going to happen in January. We'll, we'll be lucky to hold on to probably Miles Lieburn and Dobson, um, and if we might get a loan in from some other club. Do I think he's going to open his uh, checkbook? Not a bit. Um, because they'll say, oh, there's no point in getting someone in now because we're only going to finish mid-table and blah, 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 blah. And you think yourself, that just shows the um, range of it. It's we, I, I feel, I do feel for Garner. Um, and again, like I say, I, I, whether he makes Christmas Day, I, I don't think so. If Thomas is back in the... Um, uh, country next week. It's not like he's going to sack him face to face. That's not the man's style. He'll wait till he's on the plane home again. Um, or Garner walks and just goes, look, you can't keep, you know, doing the same things with what we've got. You know, do I play Deji Eliwari every game or what? And to play the youth team because that's all our only options. And then when we get beat 4-5-0 by Cheltenham or Bristol Rovers or something like that, go, hey, you know who that's on? That's on UTS. That's not on us because these kids aren't ready. You haven't improved the squad enough. So it's difficult. I, I understand fans' frustrations because you, you want to take it out on somewhere and it's it's difficult. I think looking at the um, everyone who stayed away yesterday, I mean, it was less than 4,000 for a lot of a crowd, and everyone who stayed away going, yeah, Probably a wise idea on a on a sort of like dank afternoon. 
Yeah, well, no, a tweet comes in from Stuart, says it's amazing how far uh, we've fallen as a club. The fan base that took so long to build up uh, is slowly being eradicated. Uh, there's no enthusiasm, uh, no belief within the club. It's so disheartening. I mean, Mark mentioned it there. The, the crowd was tiny yesterday. Um, you know, smaller than AFC Wimbledon, which you know, we're a smaller club than AFC Wimbledon, who just come out of non-league. And you know, even when even when they were Wimbledon, was was traditionally a non-league club with quite a small fan base. Nave, um, uh, <laughs> it was a it was a lower crowd than against Colville, um, mainly because of the away fan difference. So Colville bought about sixteen hundred, and and yesterday there was only nine hundred and twenty-five. I think it was Stockport fans, but actually the the amount of Charlton fans went down by seventy-three. I think it was when I worked out yesterday. So it, that that's small, but it, it's been pretty small already this season. Like the the there's there's no there's a real lack of enthusiasm around the place. I, I hate I hate to say it. I hate to say it, but it's a fact. Yeah, I mean to be honest, I mean when I was there yesterday, I was, um, I was a little bit surprised how low it was. Um, don't get me wrong, you know, there's there were some tr- there were no southeastern trains yesterday. Luckily, I don't use southeastern, so I was able to get in, albeit crammed on a train um, back to the sunny Surrey area. But um, yeah, I was surprised in terms of the numbers. But you know what? Like everyone's entitled to do what they want. Especially when it was it was lower than Colville, I I didn't think we'd sell it out, but I thought we'd have a good few more than we actually did, and um, and yeah, as you know, as, as as you were saying, it's it's quite sad, really, because um, I remember back in the day, back in the day, saying we're old, but I remember FA Cup games used to be over ten thousand, you know, like and it used to be a FA Cup used to be a good a good day out. It's a Saturday, you know, you get some new fans in, you get some neutrals in. Um, but yeah, I don't know if it was just purely the. I can't. I can't say it's purely the trains because I don't think every fan travels in by train. Um, but yeah, it was just a bit of a. a I don't know. I don't. I, don't, I mean, if if we had someone from the championship, would it championship would have been a little bit higher, maybe. But I don't see it going. You know, much bigger than that. Um, and yeah, and I just think that sort of backed it up in the atmosphere. The atmosphere was just a bit of. Meh, sort of. I felt like a friendly, you know. It was like a bit of a weird, weird odd um, atmosphere, and and it's and it's sad to see. It's sad to see, um, but as to where we are at the moment, you know, I think it just shows the enthusiasm um, or the lack of enthusiasm yeah. that there is around the fan base at the moment, which is really, really sad. Yeah, it's really waning. Right, James says, as a Finn squad, a lack of support from ownership, chaos behind the scenes, a stubborn manager, poor squad, uh, conceding late seems about par for the course. Let's talk more about the women's team. Uh, more to be pleased about on the field with them. Yeah, well, obviously they beat Palace last week playing Bristol uh, City in the Conti Cup uh, Sunday at 2 o'clock today if uh, if you're listening and you've got time to get down there. Natalie said it was like watching a bargain basement England team uh, against the USA uh, on Friday night. It was boring. Garner Ball is not entertaining. It isn't winning games. I bumped into some Stockport fans after the match. They thought our number 10 was good. So go Albie. Uh, he gets a lot of stick undeservedly. Yeah, he did have a, a better game yesterday. Andy uh, says the first half was bizarre. Poor football. A goal that nobody noticed and zero atmosphere in the home end. Better football generally second half. Uh, but we only played in patches and it wasn't good enough. Stockport deserved a draw at least and took the game to us. Not uh, what we need. Yeah. Absolutely could have done without a replay. All hell let loose, says my question. Uh, who should go first, Ghana or the Sandguards? Well, yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I imagine both will be here for a little bit longer at least. Daniel says, we simply can't cope uh, with being 2-1 up in added time. We can see too many late goals. This means uh, we have another game 
in the already busy schedule. Ken said, I think we should put shirt numbers on the front so it looks at least uh, like we're attacking. Uh, we certainly put the FA into the FA Cup. And then Sammy said, uh, neither the Sangars nor Ghana should be going. It's a process. They can't keep changing managers. They both said it would take two more windows. You can't get rid of players on contract. You have to wait. Like a few years ago, uh, there was only Thomas Sangar willing to fund a takeover uh, and there's no one interested now. I'm not sure that's entirely true, Sammy. There's there's, there's interest out there from, from what we're reading. Um, so yeah, I think you're wrong on that, my friends. Right, let's um, have a listen to another interview. Albie Morgan, uh, scorer of the Addicts, second goal. Yesterday I spoke to him in the tunnel uh, after yesterday's game. This is what he made of the 2-2 draw with Stockport. It's tough. Uh, a lot of positives. Um... Some good patterns of play, some good positions we got in. Uh, obviously, a goal for myself, which is always nice. But um, on the other hand, it comes down to game management, I think. Um, being 2-1 up, uh, putting them on the back foot a lot in the first half and then going into the second half, obviously, they start to apply more pressure. But I don't know. I think just game management, we've got to be able to, to see games out if we're in a winning position and... Obviously, suck up the pressure. Uh, boys knowing their roles from set pieces, and I don't know a lot. A lot to be fair, but um, I think it's obviously disappointing to concede so late, and, and obviously now I have to to play another tire. But I don't know a game definitely of two halves. I thought. Yeah, I mean, is, is that a bit of a conversation amongst the squad at the moment? The Charlton are struggling to keep the ball out the back of their own net, uh, their own net over the last few weeks. Yeah, of course. I think. Um, we're always going to apply pressure to teams going forward. I think we've got so much threat, whether that be from the start or people coming on from the bench like today. Um, so many chances again, I think, we had today where maybe if we, we score the first goal, uh, another goal, sorry, to, to make it 3-1, that, that could put the game to bed. So, got to be better, I think. Um, looking at it now, there's... there's going to be times where they're going to be applying pressure to us but we've got to find ways to be able to suck that up and stop the ball from going into the back of the net. Yeah and some frustration as well because you recovered so well from the early setback and, and probably held a, a deserved lead at half time. Yeah that's it I think first half we were excellent uh, got into some really good positions kept the ball really well we were majorly on top um, they, they, were, they were pinned in we were keeping the ball well going from side to side causing them a real problem and then of course you're going to have to accept that when you're 2-1 up they're going to come on to you towards the end of the game. It's going to be tough to to see it out kind of thing. But if we can really get to grips with with that and keeping keeping it locked, keeping it really safe, protecting the goal, I think that's something we have to work on. And I think we all know that. Um, but no, from now, uh, we have to look look to the next tie, um, go in, try to take the positives, and we know what we, we need to do to be able to win that game. Yeah, it's as simple as that, really. There we go. Good to hear from from Albie. Um, I said Mark, like he, he scored a good goal yesterday. He was, was very busy. You know, he got praise from those Stockport fans, as uh, mentioned by Natalie a few moments ago. Uh, what sort of season is Albie having? You know, Tom Tom boldly predicted he might become the Player of the Year at the start of the season. I don't think it's going to be that that case for him. But how have you rated his overall contribution this year? I, I you know, I'm 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 an Albie fan, and I always find him slightly frustrating. Um, He's a hard worker, and I don't think he gets for goals. His works um, put pays in, and this for one where he's lobbed for keeper yesterday because I'm sat right behind a goal and I'm watching it, watching it, watching it, and I'm up out my seat. And oh, how he did that! I I don't know whether it would have been better to sort of like do one of those like floating free 
um, corner kicks, which would have gone over keeper's head better. But, you know, he took a goal well. He was everywhere. He wants the ball. And I like that in a player. And he's played a lot for us. And uh, it's a consistency thing. We've talked about this before with him. It's He's got to be consistently good. I think with him, if he has a bad game, he gets dropped straight away. I think other players have bad games and they get given like a chance for another couple of games. With Albie, it seems like if he doesn't have a great game, boom, he's straight out. And okay, sort of like midfield, you've got Payne there, you've got McGrandles, you know, Fraser, Dobbo. So you've got options to come in. Um, so I, I don't say I understand it, I just don't get it. Um, he is have, I think he's having a fairly decent season. I mean, I don't think you can sort of like look at yesterday, yesterday for him, for me, and Sean Clare. I think Sean Clare was a player for me yesterday who was everywhere defending, just getting things happening and uh, trying to get things going. And I said, like, I had some West Ham fans sitting next to us, and they were impressed with him. And they were saying, you know, he's 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 doing well, and he gets stuck in, and he doesn't mind mixing it up a bit. Um, and I think Albie, you know, had, had, had a good game. It's, it's like I say, it's just one of those things. I just feel a bit sorry for him. He does, if he does, if he has, a say, a six or seven out of ten game, boom, that's it, he's on the bench, or he's not in the squad. And I just think, that's just surely get the guy in, let him have a run of games, get more comfortable in the position. But it's whether you fit him in alongside Dobson and Fraser as well. I mean, it's, you've got to decide what kind of, you know, do you want your wingers bombing on? Because he, he does a lot of work, Albin. He's got a good engine and he got a bit of a nasty kick, which I'll be filming and sending to the FA, hoping to get their player banned later on. Um, so I, I like him. I know he divides for fans. He's just, I don't think there's a Charlton player really who doesn't divide for fans. Mm, yeah, right. Now, Chris says, evening chaps. I know we haven't uh, invested in enough quality, but their first goal, there is an unmarked player near the goal line in the box. He runs untracked across the face of goal uh, to get the pass from the corner and then unchallenged uh, plays it out to the player who scored. This is really basic stuff. Uh, the ability to mark and track players, professional players, uh, should be able to do this, but we appear to switch off so many times. Uh, if I can see it, then why can't others? Uh, Chooks uh, up front today look completely different from the Chooks coming on as a sub. Uh, is our setup uh, that for whatever reason the striker just doesn't fit into our system from the start? We rarely play it through the middle to them uh, anyway. And then uh, finally, uh, Ben Garner wore his gilet. Uh, we are always rubbish when he has that on. Ban the gilet. Keep up the good work. From that's from Chris. So, yeah, the, the second one I'll ask you then, Naif. Um, Chooks, uh, did you think he was ineffective yesterday? I mean, he, had, he had a couple of moments, but I guess he. he like he was clearly blowing after half time, wasn't he? Yeah, and I think well, it was sort of expected, really. He was, you know, he's only been coming coming on getting twenty minutes here and there. So, I mean, him lasting seventy seventy minutes was going to be a tall order, uh, let alone nineties. So, I mean, I thought an hour mark. I don't know what minute he come off, but I assume it's ain't around an hour mark. He was going to be dead on his feet, and you have to take him off, and then you've got to try and freshen it up, and then. Like I said already, it's just like there was nothing else there to bring on. You know, we don't have anyone else. Like if Stockley was available and he came off, at least you've got a focal point. Um, and I know there's a debate surrounding whether you know Stockley fits in the system and X Y Z blah blah blah. But yeah, we it, he is a different player. He's an impact player. You know, and, and, I, and I, I I I sort of think Corey's that sort of player as well. I prefer Corey coming off the bench than starting a game. But um, yeah, he was quite ineffective, but. I don't think we we gave him too much service, really. Um, to be, if I'm brutally honest, um, but yeah, it was it was disappointing all round, really. I think 
and it's most like most weeks, really. I mean, the defence, the full-backs are playing OK. Centre-eyes look a bit questionable. We keep the ball, we do the horseshoe where we go around the back four, and, but we're just not playing into his strengths. I don't think he got into his feet enough yesterday for Chooks. And, yeah, it was only a matter of time when he was going to be brought off. And then the question was, is right, what are we going to do next? Now, are we going to change it up? Are we going to adapt with Chuck's not on the pitch? And we, we didn't do it enough, I'm afraid. Yeah, certainly didn't. Right, next email comes in from McSquared. Says, hi guys, two positives from yesterday's match. Morgan's goal uh, and the fact we weren't beaten and made it into the third round hat just about. Apart from that, it was a shambles. It could definitely be argued that a draw was the very minimum that Stockport deserved uh, on the day. Obviously, we have no right to beat inferior opposition, but the worrying thing is that Stockport more than matched us uh, on the day, in spite of the fact that we're playing at home and we're clear favourites to win. We, yeah, we, didn't, we haven't even mentioned that Stockport made four changes, like the likes of Paddy Madden uh, didn't start. He came off the bench. He's their top scorer, whereas obviously we were at full strength. Uh, too many of our players uh, were found lacking yet again, and to concede at the end in that way uh, was nothing short of comical. Uh, Anike actually started a match at long last, but it didn't seem to make any difference whatsoever. Uh, so unless the blame is levelled at Ben Garner, which would be unfair in my opinion, uh, one could only conclude that majority of our squad are of League 2 rather than Championship standard. Uh, which is very worrying uh, indeed. Uh, my other question to you is this. Other than Raksaki, who is only on loan to us, which players would you consider to be capable of making an impact in the championship if by some miracle we manage to gain promotion? I can only think of Dobson uh, and EK if fully fit and possibly Sessiong after that. Uh, I'm struggling, so ultimately this isn't about whether we manage to scrape through to the third round or not, but why we still uh, seem to be treading water in League One. We all know the answer, of course, a lack of investment in the squad. On the topic of Stockley, by the way, uh, one of the most ludicrous decisions was to let Connor Washington go uh, when it presumably wasn't necessary and not already have a viable replacement. Stockley was at his most effective uh, when Washington was alongside him. Therefore, none of us should be uh, in the least bit surprised that his form has continually deteriorated since Connor departed. If Thomas has lost enthusiasm for the club or has realised he's bitten off more than he can chew, it would be better if he could just hold his hands up and set about trying to find a buyer. Otherwise, I fear we will only end up going in one direction uh, and that is not up. All the promises he made uh, when he took over the club now just seem to be uh, empty rhetoric. Yeah, so um, who, who would you say from our current setup, Mark, could play in the championship? That's a good, very good question. Um, and that's probably the right answer. Yeah, I, I, I just didn't really see that one coming, to be quite honest. Um, not up front. Uh, Fraser, I think, could. And I think Dobson... I mean, Dobson's still quite young, and so so is Albie. I think they've got the potential to be championship players. Um, everyone else, look, we we bought a lot of League Two players, which exactly shows exactly our um, ambition. I think um, it's difficult. I I don't think I can really pick more than three to say yeah, if we went in the championship. And uh, to be quite honest, I'd include the goalkeeper in that as well. I know Wallacott's got um, a lot of fans. Um, I thought Ash did uh, pretty well yesterday. He made one blinding save um, where he came out. I thought the guy was going to score. And then he's just fisted it so far. You're thinking, wow, that's really a long, long way to punch the ball. And you're like, and I thought he was probably pretty much, he could. You know, I think Maynard Brewer could. Um, so, yeah, it's not a big list at all. I don't think up front, Stockley, Stockley would just be eating up. Chucks, no, it's not going to happen. So you're looking at the youngsters coming through, and it's a potential there. Potential could Lee Byrne do it, Carnu do it, um, Therese Campbell. It's these are all potentials. Um, 
I don't think there's enough in our day-to-day squad who could do a job. I mean, I think Sean Clare would probably be the kind of player you'd have in your squad in the championship, but he might get the odd game here or there. So, and the centre-halves, I think that would be the punchline on a Christmas cracker joke if they were the your centre-halves in a championship. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately. Right, let's have a listen to some more fans' views, and I delved into the fans' bar uh, after yesterday's game to ask some supporters for their thoughts on yesterday's draw uh, with Stockport County. I just think typical Charlton all, the, all time this season. We've not took our chances and got to the 97th minute and we've conceded. I could see it happening. Um, and the thing is, you've listened to the post-match interview with Ben Garner saying he didn't think it crossed the line. You can't keep using excuses like that. You've just got to pl- play professional football and just play at the whistle and play the game. And too many times we're using too many excuses and it's getting tiring. And I'll go up to Stockport, new tick for me. And it'll be a good night out. I think me and Vince, we're going to fly up, stay in Manchester overnight, and then um, make a day It was a weird game because our first goal, I've known anything like it. (laughs) I didn't know if we'd scored, no one was cheering, the players didn't seem to react. It was was bizarre. And uh, the performance overall, you can feel them coming back into it in the second half. Yeah, definitely towards the end I was getting more and more nervous and the inevitable happened. It's just... It's just frustrating because with the flat, with the squad we've got, with the gaps we've got in the squad, the last thing we need is another game, and that's what we've got. So it's it's quite worrying to be honest. Hundred percent, and I just I think defensively all season we've just been very very fragile, and I think it's starting to uh, roost now where the injuries mounting up, and obviously I think it looks like Sesson Young's gone off with another injury. Um, we'll see what happens, but. I just think we've just got to get back to basics, really, if anything. And we're just we're just trying to play too many, trying to keep possession too much. Getting six six hundred passes, I read somewhere in a game, but we've got seventy percent possession, but we're not winning the games. And sometimes it took a Port Vale, it took to the 89th minute to have one goal, one shot on target. And that's not good enough. No, like I don't know what the problem is because I thought on paper the players that started today in defence were probably some of our best best options, but again, it's. It's not worked out that way and it's worrying really because apart from Egbo, that should be as good as it gets for us and we're still not keeping them out, so it doesn't bode well. 100%. I mean, I'm, I'm, I go all over the countries, you know, Louis, and I, I get frustrated, but it is what it is. I'm kind of used to it, but let's just see where the season goes. I think now it's a matter of collateral damage. Just Let's just try and stay mid-table. Playoffs are gone as far as I'm concerned now. Um, so let's just see how it goes. really mate. concerned, to be honest, because I think... We've got some good options in midfield. We've got some good options out wide, but there's certain positions, particularly up front, um, where we're so light. If with Stockley out, Chucks, he, he was blowing by about 50, 50, 55 minutes. He didn't look. He had to obviously come off. It worries me about the pressure's going to be on people like Leeburn when he comes back to try and get the goals because we're so short up front. We've got to get someone in January. I just hope we do. There we go. Thanks for the chaps I spoke to uh, after the game uh, yesterday. I think they sum it up uh, quite succinctly uh, for us. And that's that. We've uh, come to the end of this week's Charlton Live. Thanks to everyone who's got involved uh, with uh, this week's show and had your say. Uh, thank you uh, as well to Mark and to Nave for speaking with me this weekend. You're more than welcome, mate. Cheers, boys.
Good to speak to the pair of you. I'm Louis Mendes, then. We'll be back on probably Wednesday, actually, because the game's a day early this week, isn't it? So we'll uh, we'll talk on Wednesday uh, to look ahead to the uh, game uh, with Cheltenham next Friday as well. So we'll be back on Wednesday. Thanks for listening. We shall see you then. mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.